like, it's not... This obviously isn't towards anyone specific, but this has been such a hot topic the last couple of years, especially within church and social media, and it's mostly from perspective of people who, at least the way they're talking about it, haven't personally experienced it in any way, right? or spoken to somebody who has, and so it's just, I see personally as a bit of a distorted view, Yeah. versus sure. someone who has experienced it or whatnot. Hey guys, and welcome to my podcast. Um, Today I wanted to talk about something that's been overused and abused to the point where I'm seriously irritated that people in the church are still talking about it. (laughs) The big D. D. D standing for deconstruction, obviously. I'm not a scholar. I hold no degrees or coveted certifications in theology. I'm just a girl sitting in a pew asking God why. Why do you let your people hurt other people with words and passive-aggressive evangelism? Why are some of the rudest people I know Christian? Why do your children hate other religious people? These questions and a lot of others have led me and a few other friends and family to really reevaluate our outlook on Christianity. Again, I am not qualified, nor are the people that I'm going to speak to. This is merely a perspective and an explanation for why we started our journeys. To start off, I would like to cover some basics. What is deconstruction? You can criticize or critique something all day, but right when it comes down to like actually talking about it and actually So this is my sister, like, Kaylee. It's difficult. It's difficult. Yes. Yeah, it's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> in our podcast boy <laughs> you know I'll say Bethany <laughs> oh yes oh yes oh indeed <laughs> oh my guy so to me deconstruction is kind of like not necessarily just taking things apart but really just reevaluating what you believe and why you believe it or like reevaluating what exactly you know about something or what exactly the system has taught you to believe and really like seeing like hey is this is this really what i believe and why do i believe it and it's really kind of one of those things where you have to in order to know more about yourself you have to know why you think the things you think and why you believe the things you believe yeah I mean, the word itself, deconstruction, it's like, you know, taking things apart, things that were already there in the first place, and it's like, but I feel like deconstruction is, like, kind of a bad word for it, too, at the same time, because you're not necessarily tearing things down, but you're, it's more like building yourself up in a way that, like, building up your own education building up your own things and beliefs yeah i think i think when we hear deconstruction too like we think of construction whereas like it deconstruction in food specifically is separating each element and then put rearranging it in a way that tastes different and makes it unique 
you know and I think that's a better way of looking at it and more positive way of looking at it rather than like seeing a construction worker with like one of those wrecking balls and just going at it yeah yeah because I think that's more like crushing (laughs) exactly but I feel like that's what people usually think of deconstruction Mm -hmm. whereas like it's tearing it down whereas it's kind of like just separating it and reforming it in a way that's more palatable yeah it's a common misconception honestly because a lot of people who believe in the hierarchy of all of the like christianity and not even just christianity but just old beliefs just things that are built into society patriarchy like the idea that women are less racism things like that and it's like why do you think the way you think yeah and it's really like and most of the time it's like if you don't tear like if you don't deconstruct the things that other people believe you don't you won't know what you believe yourself this is my friend douglas i would say for myself or from my perspective how to explain someone is that it's taking this book that in my okay speaking from my perspective it's taking the bible and everything i was taught as a kid and just a sent not i don't want to say fact checking because it's not i'm not sitting here every day going through the bible just crossing them off the list right and trying to justify it's yeah, yeah it's and it's not about justification of the things i disagree with which is another topic i can't I couldn't count how many times I've heard brought up. Every time deconstruction is brought up, it's brought up that people who deconstruct are just take picking and choosing from the Bible what right. they don't want <laughs> and just saying, I don't want this, so I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist and we're going to move on without that and life is going to be better and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's not about that. I can say for myself, I've had a lot of anguish in my life right. trying to go through this process and understand and it's not... It's not even something I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like I was sinning by even having these thoughts of like, maybe the Bible isn't completely accurate or true. Not even that, but just like, if it felt like me saying maybe everything isn't absolute. Right. Alone right there is enough just to say like, for someone to say like, oh, he's lost. You right. know, he's 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 gone astray. He's let these demons in his life and corrupted his mind. Right. Where in reality, like, I'm just, I mean, I'm 22, but like, I'm not a kid. But like, especially when this started, like, I was a kid just trying to understand for myself. Right. And the only things I really felt I could trust were that Jesus loves us. Jesus came here to teach us to love each other. Mm-hmm. And not to say everything else isn't important because obviously morals are important different there's so many different important things you can take out of the bible but the absolute thing really the only absolute thing really needs to be that the red text like basically right. like exactly just from the way from my perspective and my understanding of trying to get a grasp on all of this i've always felt that as long as you were following the red text and you are doing what jesus want, told taught us to do mm-hmm to the best of your abilities, then you're on the right track. Everything else, in my opinion, comes after, and that's the learning process that's way more confusing and right. hard and trying, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah. 
Dude, for real. <laughs> yes? And amen. Um, <laughs> and this is another family friend. Where to start? Like, if you were to define it. If I was... Give a, give a Merriam-Webster and then your version of it. If I was to define <laughs> it like the grammar nerd, English nerd that I am, uh, it is the quite literal taking apart of a certain object. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess in the context that we're talking about it, it would be um, the, hold on, I wrote it down because I was totally prepared for this. Uh, <laughs> I, I wrote down that it was a soul-searching journey, but it's also a quite literal, like I said, deconstructing, parsing out of your beliefs and your faith. Um, the refining fire. Yeah, refining fire of your beliefs. And I think, first off, I want to, like, clarify that, like, deconstructing your faith and a crisis of faith are completely different things. Yeah, for sure. And I know a lot of people, like, like, they, like, a lot of um, still in the church Christians, and we need a good time, I guess, in church, in church people, people who evangelicals yeah Yeah. um would say oh well you're just struggling with your faith you're not really you're not having a deconstruction period like we'll stay away from that term we don't know what that means we'll call this a crisis of faith because that's something that we know how to address by just telling you to pray more or read your bible more or go to church more listen to worship music yeah, exactly. They think this is a, a Job situation when in reality they don't realize that they're the friends sitting around Job. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah. I would say it's it's going, at least for me, it's been taking each part of my faith and looking at it really closely and going, is this really something that I believe or was it handed to me? So because everyone's story is different, I like to take a moment and get into what my friend's stories are. A lot of us have been raised in the church, so there are a lot of things that um, might not be true for people that are just coming into the church. Um, A lot of things that are true for people that didn't really believe until later. So yeah, let's get back with it. Um, This is my sister, Kaylee, again. honestly like when I think back on like my childhood and like the reason I believed the things that I believed it was mostly out of fear honestly because what what they say to you what they tell you like growing up is like hey you're gonna die and you're going to be (laughs) yeah (laughs) and you're going to be like completely covered in flames after you die if you don't believe this certain thing and if you don't think a certain way and if you don't do this and like it brings the fear of god essentially into your heart and like the fear tactics they work but they only work like so much until you kind of become like brainwashed into believing 
what you believe and then like you won't even feel like I I know I didn't even personally feel a certain way about religion or anything like that like I just thought a certain way and I just thought that it was a certain like oh I just think that homosexuals are the worst people ever but then like when I actually go and I like have like my best friend or like all of these friends that I had that were homosexual it's like I didn't like go up to them and be like hey you're a terrible person and you're going to go to hell and burn there it was just kind of like oh like hey what's up and like it'll like the church will have you believing and like people with old ideas and old theologies will have you believing that oh that's a terrible thing to just say hi to them and not tell them that they're gonna burn in hell because otherwise they're gonna burn in hell and and it's just one of those things that like as you grow and as you learn more and as you meet new people and meet diff- people from different cultures and meet people with different beliefs belief systems you'll understand more about like who you are and where you come from and why you believe the things you do which comes back to like you realize that you don't actually feel in your heart yeah the way you think in your head yeah that's a good answer (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like ah yes (laughs) indeed (laughs) yes (laughs) poet snaps (laughs) yeah no it's it's really difficult to see yourself in those situations when you don't have people that you love in those situations and you don't really see yourself like really truly understanding and you're not even really truly understanding it's just having empathy and loving them you don't you don't have empathy towards their situations if you don't love them God meets us where we're at and in places where other people might not know to look. I believe the way we learn best about God will come naturally to us, and most of the time it looks different person to person. This I believe is a root of deep isolation in the church community because we're told that if we read the Bible, if we meditate, we will learn more about God. But there's a disconnect because not everyone learns this way. To me, um, in my personal experience growing up, I grew up in the church, um, very involved in the church my whole life, and I and I'm at fault for up to a certain point in my like in my later teen years um, of just always taking whatever my pastor at the time said or somebody who I just who I look up to or trust that they have good knowledge. Um, I take whatever they say and just believe it and just cut the line there instead of and most of these people even said on many occasions in church like don't take like don't listen to me and just go with it like learn for yourself move forward educate yourself I didn't do those things um and it got me to a point where I grew up with kind of I don't want to say a distorted view but like just a very confused view because for so many years I just said yeah I, I agree to things that I didn't really understand and it brought me to a place of like why do I even like 
what do I even believe? What does any of this mean? Like, yeah. it just brought me to a place of confusion and wanting to take the actual initiative to understand for myself, which it's brought me to a place of a lot more peace where I spent more time talking to God and trying to rely on God versus doing what I thought I was taught to do that through reading the Bible, which always just brought me to a really confusing place. I hate reading. I always had trouble reading growing up. And so it just brought me to a place of like not wanting involvement because reading the Bible was just me getting confused with a bunch of really old stories that aren't straightforward teachings in any way whatsoever. Like they're all, it's very, like not mystical, but like it's very, yeah, it's just, it's, it's made to be interpreted, and I grew up being taught that all these stories are interpreted a certain way, mm-hmm. and that there's no leaning in or out of that. Okay, so, like, I know the church isn't supposed to be, like, technically therapy or, like, technically like a place where you um, I'd say learn more about your own self um it's more like the definition would probably be just like a gathering of people that generally believe the same things about God and about how to live life um but a lot of times especially when you grow up in a church this is the community that you know and that you're supposed to love and you're supposed to gain knowledge from, right? So, growing up in the church, you have to understand that these kids are growing up thinking psychologically that we have to be a certain way and have to be just like the other people that are around us. And a lot of times that is super damaging i can say from my experience that i always thought that there is someone watching every single move that i made every thought that i made it was absolutely like the worst possible thing like the anxiety that came from specifically thinking that god was listening to every single thought that i had and then the fact that jesus says that if you think about murder you are committing a sin and like i applied that to every single every single sin so like growing up with the mentality that god is watching and listening to everything i say and do like that the pressure that that puts on a child like i don't understand I don't understand why people in the church do not teach their kids about just being. It's so important just to be themselves. It's really sad that they have to live in, be growing up in a situation where they can't be themselves because a God that is possibly going to send them to hell is listening and watching every single move and if they make the wrong move they're going straight to hell they're going straight to hell that's what we were taught anyways this is my friend rebecca 
and a little bit more of what she had gone through and what started her deconstruction. It was like, you know, like, you know, the string of firecrackers that you get and you light one end is like, bah, 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 bah. it's like that. Yeah. Um, but definitely the first firecracker that went off was, it was the death of a child in my family. And it was very jarring and very traumatizing too. Um, and it just really, it kind of made me question everything I'd been taught about God's mercy and grace and justice and that he is a good God. At the time, I just couldn't believe that, you know, I would help bury a child and then go to church on Sunday and sing worship songs right. to what I believed was a God who refused to save even a child. Right. And it was really hard. That was when I started to take a step back and kind of look at the whole thing and be like, okay, I've had this my whole life, but I'm not seeing the good God at all. I'm only seeing an angry or judgmental God. A good friend of mine came out to me as a lesbian. I told her, I was like, of course I love you. I don't agree with your decisions, but I still love you. And this person did not grow up in the church, had no feelings about wanting, like she just, she didn't care. She wasn't, and she was just so like, that's fine. And I remember like, I was, I feel like in the back of my head, I was hoping that that would be the icebreaker for me to like save her soul or whatever bullshit yeah. like I had in my head at the time. And I remember like a long time later, I came back. I was like, hey, remember that time I was drunk and I said that? Like, I'm sorry. And she was like, oh, I didn't care because it doesn't affect me either yeah. way. Like, yeah. and I, it just made me realize like, and I know every situation doesn't go like that. Right. And wrong or right, everyone's entitled to their opinions, but that's a really shitty thing to do. That is a very fucking shitty thing to do. That is not... That's not how Jesus treats people. He doesn't... Especially the people we're closest to, that's not how you treat them. And if you see that as... If you don't see that as harmful or negative, then I think that there's evaluation to be done because right. that's even like in the case of her not caring and again having no sort of affiliation with religion in any form right you don't like saying something like that to someone just it just doesn't make sense because if your job as a christian is to bring people to christ how the hell are you gonna do it by starting off with <laughs> i think you're probably gonna go to hell for what you're doing <laughs> yeah. i love you anyway Like, it's like we're taught that, 
the love of Christ is the most important thing, but we're taught that was the way we're taught is we're taking that and putting it on the back burner and taking everything else except that as the more forward thinking right. and the, the bigger focus when I feel like the role should be reversed because that's like okay this is a really pastoral analogy but like that's the love of Christ is supposed to be like the cornerstone foundation right. of what we believe I think I'd say my end goal is to have a better understanding of what it like actually means to be like Jesus and love people right and to live a positive life but actually bring positivity mm-hmm. and just thinking on like the negative situations I've had in my life when it comes to like how I've treated people or whatever like grow from that and bring that forward So whenever there are people specifically coming from like the uh, conservative Christian evangelical kind of point of view, um, they're generally, whenever they refer to deconstruction, it's usually super negative. It's calling people out for backsliding, for telling people that to follow their truth or whatever, like... It's very negative, very condescending in their faith, and I just wonder what would happen if we stopped focusing on how people are living out their faith and just focusing on how we love. How do we love those people that I would consider backslidden? How would I love someone that I would consider to be less focused on Jesus than I am? How am I going to be kind? How am I going to be full of peace and overflowing with love? How am I personally going to change myself to represent the love of Jesus. I think there's a lot of focus on what other people are doing, a lot of focus on trying to chastise people for the way that they represent Jesus. When people are just living their lives, they're trying to figure out where they fit in in the world and where their faith fits into that world. Jesus was of the world and of God. I can't express that enough, that he was here on the earth specifically to represent God. Are you representing God by being condescending, by pointing out what other people are doing wrong? I think the best thing we can do as Christians is to live authentically, to love authentically, and to be at peace with ourselves and with the people that are around us. To love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbors as ourselves.
I jokingly I did say earlier that oh well I slow danced with a girl at prom and <laughs> that's when I realized I was gay but uh that definitely it was more of like a uh it wasn't the catalyst it was more of like a solidifying like okay some things are falling into place I understand why I feel different and am different and why I've never been able to connect with you know a lot of people my age before or um just I, I just always feel isolated from people, not just my peers, but from people in general. I just never felt right. A lot of my faith was heavily centered around my struggle with um, not so much de de the depression anymore. It was, it was more about, you know, my sexuality. And it, it felt right. It felt like something had clicked into place. Like, it made sense. And I kind of came to like this um just kind of this resignation kind of like a well and th this is a prayer that I had constantly even though I insisted that like I wasn't praying at the time it was God this is how I am and I can't fix it so if you're gonna do something about it you better do something about it uh and he never did anything about it so that's where we are now still gay still christian <laughs> god still loves me um but it was definitely it was a lot of grief and a lot of trauma and a lot of darkness that triggered it christians talk about crisis of faith dark night of the soul and once i accepted that i couldn't change except through some you know, super, yeah, miraculous or supernatural power mm -hmm. that this is just who I was going to be now that the whole deconstruction has been triggered by all the grief that I went through and I'm still recovering from. Uh, I'm finally able to kind of get, I finally understand that part of like that freedom in Christ yeah. thing, you know? So, yeah, I hope to be full of grace and full of peace and it just kind of radiates like the, I want to put out good energy and good peaceful restful graceful energy I'm going to continue being a Christian like I, I still you know believe that you know Jesus is the Christ he is the Messiah and God is the great creator of this universe however he decided yeah. to make it you know i just see it as kind of like a continued journey of where i'm at but hopefully with like more more jesus in it because yeah. i'm a good person but god damn it's so hard <laughs> it's so hard to be a good person and so hard to be kind to people especially when they are not respectful to you so yeah no it's I expect it to be never a one-and-done thing. It's always going to be a complete journey. Well, so like I have in the last couple of years, um, I've become more of an open person. I kind of grew up a lot more, definitely not quiet, but more um, <laughs> <laughs> just like silent about like 
any sort of real conversation just because I had been through so much and I just had a lack of understanding of almost everything it felt like versus now like I don't even know if I have more of an understanding of everything but I'm willing to accept that and I'm willing to talk about it and I like talking to people about this especially people who may have a different especially when people have different opinions or maybe are on the other side just to get different perspective and thing but I don't I've had conversations where I could feel the urge in the other person to I don't I don't want to say run away but like they didn't like where the conversation was going because it didn't align and so it felt like Douglas sounds crazy. I don't want to have this conversation. He's going in a very bad direction. He's lost. He's confused, which maybe those things that I am those things maybe, but I'm choosing to trust that there's more to life than just being confused every single day and having people just tell you that you're not trusting God enough. Yeah. Or that you need to... What's the word? Meditate oh. on the word of God or whatever. <laughs> like these things that I was taught as a kid that just not saying they don't make sense or they're not important things. But when like they don't make sense and they're not important when you're 13, 14, 15 years old and you don't understand anything in the first place. Telling someone, we'll just go read the Bible and pray to God. Like that's not doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where it's put me yeah Christianity is something I still am pursuing I think I could say I consider myself a Christian I probably don't I probably don't align in a way that a lot of Christians would agree that I'm a Christian but I still believe like I said like already like I just I'm trying to seek out whatever truth brings me the most peace and it's not it's not even about like happiness because it's not about finding what I like and choosing that it's about whatever resonates the most truthful with me. I hope that the pursuit of truth will constantly grow us and guide us to be more authentic to ourselves as we grow with intentionality and love with each step we take. May justice and hope never fail to welcome you at every door along your way. Thank you for listening.